And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscal, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort? <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always on Mondays, my good friend, Michele Abera. Michele, oh, what's up? Well, uh, this morning I watched a game and it was a tense game. I mean, emotional, terrible in terms of um, getting a basketball inside a basket, um, but but um, but great for everything else. I mean, this team can get you excited for in many different ways. I mean, you have the we can't miss game, we have the Shea game, and then we have these games where, yes, Shea is great, but it's it's the greedy defense. It's the not letting it go, just being there in the moment. And at the last possession, like, nail um, the most important shot and nail the most important defense of the game. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, that final play, one... The Nug- you have to give the Nuggets so much credit because the way that they defended until Mark had to call a timeout was outstanding. It was perfect. There were like yeah. no gaps in the defense. There was no window of opportunity for anybody. And I'm glad he called the timeout because they were about to get some just real garbage shot up and they were yeah. definitely going to miss. Like that's what was going to happen. <laughs> they kept down that road and didn't call a timeout. But they called the timeout. And Shea is so smart. Because I, I'm not, I don't, I, I wish I was there to ask because I'm not certain that that play was definitely going toward the basket for Shea. He kind of faked to the left and then went to the basket. But yeah. I don't know if he was supposed to go get the ball or if that was it. But he definitely saw that he had a clear path to the basket and had a step on Aaron Gordon and got there and then just made it. That was not an easy shot either, by the way. Like that was not a gimme, but Shea, no. ma- Shea made it look really easy. Because he gathered immediately. Because yeah. he didn't let Aaron Gordon, um, which I called Eric Gordon this morning on Thunder <laughs> of the Dark, I think, because he didn't time. But anyway, um, the gather, the immediate gather was the the reason why he got open for sure. real. Because yeah. Gordon snuffed it out almost immediately. He was there. Had Shea took another dribble or just waited an extra second, that would have been much, much harder. Instead, Shea realized that and boom. Yeah. Yeah. And Shea hadn't scored since like the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter. And it felt like no one had scored since about the four-minute mark in the fourth <laughs> yeah. quarter. It was, it was a pretty miserable fourth quarter up until that point. It felt like scoring was the most impossible thing ever. Mm-hmm. So like last year's Thunder team trying to score the ball. I mean, there were seven of 19 in the fourth quarter alone. Kenrich Williams, this will get lost, but Kenrich hit such a big three down the stretch of that game to just... Yeah, 1.17 left. Yeah, just to give them a little bit of life because it felt like this game was just slipping away. And it it felt a little bit like the Thunder were handing it to them. And the Nuggets were just saying, no, we're good. We're good. Because they missed a billion free throws in that game. They were three of 10. Three of 10 in the fourth quarter. Two of those yes. went in from Zeke Naji at the end there. And I kind of thought, okay, this might be it for the Thunder. 
because he hit those two, tied the game up, and you thought, okay, this might be it. And they ended up pulling it off. One, because of the outstanding play call from Mark, outstanding pass from Giddy, outstanding finish from Shea. It was great. It was just just perfect. And then the defense from Dort on the other end on Jamal Murray was just awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. it was about as good as you can play Jamal in that final possession. And, you know, Lou Lou has been good. Recently Lou has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um and he played Jamal really well. Now I mean that's the only guy. Like who else has taken that shot? You know, for the Nuggets. I mean that's it. It's just Jamal. And yeah. he played him about as perfectly as you could ask. It was very similar to the defense that uh, Lou had against Dame um, on the yeah. final shot of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Uh, it was a different part, different part of the of the floor. Uh, Jamal tried the baseline, then he had to pull back. And I mean, Lou can't play every single possession like he did um, because it's it was very aggressive. Um, but this is how you defend the last shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put your chest, not your hands, and I mean, 90 times over 100, this is not a foul. Yeah. Um, you risk a bit, but you have to. You have to be aggressive. You have to play uh, aggressive basketball there. Um, oh, but yeah. it was great timing, exceptional move, uh, ex- exceptional at moving his feet to stay in front of him. And, and yeah, he jumped at the right moment. Jumped at the right moment. Jamal is to, the, his, to his right, but he is waving his arm like a madman in front of him to just alter the shot. And Dort is the master at like waving his arms in the right places most of the time. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he's such a menace. And he just finds ways to disrupt the offensive player. And like that was one of them where he's just, just waving his arm to the side. It was amazing. It was so good. Like that, that win felt really good. And I know that Yo- no Jokic, no MPJ. But still, to pull that off in altitude, the second game of this road trip, like that's a big win. I mean, I we talked about this Friday, and I kind of charted out like the the next mm-hmm. you know handful of games before the All Star break, and like these were both that I had marked down as losses, both of them. And yeah. there's circumstances that led to this being an easier game than it could have been with Jokic for sure, because I mean the Thunder had whatever they wanted in the paint almost all night up until really the fourth quarter. Um, they were having their way with the Nuggets getting to the rim. And with Jokic there, it would have been different. Not that Jokic is like some crazy rim protector, but he's just more of a presence in the middle than hmm. the Gazik Naji. So hmm. you, don't, you don't agree? I don't know. I felt that OKC had their way with a few guys, not in general. I mean, Trey Mann had a few moments, but it was mostly Giddy and Shea that were murdering um, Denver. And and I think that this was a point of emphasis, no matter who was guarding the paint. Sure. I mean, if you have Jokic, then probably you try to play a little bit more high pick and roll to lure him out um, and then attack. So I, I don't know. Jokic is just giant compared, yeah, I know. To, compared to I know. Zeke or somebody like that who's thinner like the thunder he's have slower he's slower he's but slower. he but he just takes up so much more space yeah and he's just a smarter player like just flat out yeah that's that's positionally he just knows he's not like some world beater defender but you don't you don't become a two-time mvp and by being a traffic cone on defense like no no no, no. it's, it's not like crazy it's not like his first two years in the league where he was really a problem uh defensively now yeah, yeah. now he's not um i just wonder if the strategy of okc would have changed dramatically with him on the court i don't think so i think that he they would have tried more pick and rolls uh surely muscala i mean the, the shot distribution of mike was very weird last night mm-hmm. i thought with yoki chon he would probably try to, to to lure him out with a few uh pick and pops um but i'm i'm really impressed by the way Giddy is attacking the basket, mm-hmm. um, the frequency, the results, the fact that he he, he doesn't have many doubts when he drives there. Uh, no. It's just, it's just, hey, I'm going to score. And yeah. this is so important. Um, 
I know that we were all excited when he was taking threes, and now he's not taking them. Um, but the defense is, pay is paying attention no matter what, because they know that they can't really leave him out. Uh, otherwise, if he's attacking the basket at full speed, it's not as easy to guard. Yeah. So I think that the defense is not cheating as much, which is lowering the number of attempts that he takes from three, because it takes still a little bit uh, to load the shot up. Um, but it's still working. And, and again, it's the results are impressive for Giddy. Yeah, he finished really well last night. I mean, he was 9 of 17 of 53% from the field and just finished with a variety of ways, like in the paint, where it's like the mm -hmm. floater, like the, his little push shot, getting all the way to the rim. He's he's just been really good. It's just his, He's ultra confident right now, and it's just really fun to watch. And, I mean, he was a huge reason. Like, his first half in particular was just ridiculous. What was he in the first yeah. half? I mean, it felt like he didn't miss in the first half. Seven out half. of nine? Yeah. Something seven, like that. Seven of ten in the yeah. first half. It just felt like he couldn't miss no matter where he was. So that was incredible. Like, what what a performance by Josh. And what, I mean, Shea, goodness. He, <laughs> Shea put on a show last night in Denver. Yeah. I mean, this was like, hey, we need superstar Shea. And he showed up in a ton of ways. And mostly, again, in the paint. Like, they just dominated the paint. He and Giddy just absolutely dominated the paint. I mean, he took two threes. And then he took one, two, three, four other shots outside the paint. Yeah. All of the other shots were inside the paint. And that's not easy to do. Like, he had to really find his way in because he's just, like, the focal point of the offense. It's like, who who else do we need to worry about right now? I thought that he was just so good. And then the other thing that I noticed just throughout the night is, like, Aaron Wiggins, while he didn't make, like, some crazy impact, you know, I think he took three shots total and yeah. missed two of them. His ability to extend possessions last night was just really big. He yeah, had, he had several plays where he just kept things alive. I mean, to speak to that, he had four rebounds, all offensive rebounds last night yeah. in his 16 minutes. I just think he's such a positive player. He and like, he didn't have a positive plus minus last night, but this was a, a two-point game. It's going to be tough to make that happen. But he, I thought he was tremendous last night as well and like deserves a shout-out for the way that he played. Yeah, and it's um, at a certain point, uh, it was clear that Degnold favored him instead of three men. I yeah. mean, he was just uh, putting him uh, for defenses, uh, for defense, and 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 for rebounding. I mean, last night the weird thing is that yes, um, Denver didn't have Jokic nor MPJ, but OKC really uh, tried to put an emphasis on the boards. Um, they won the board battle and. And I mean, it's not that they had more big men. It's just that guys like Wiggins, like Giddy, uh, Kenrich, they all contribute to a to a high level um, yeah. in terms of getting rebounds and controlling, uh, not allowing too many second options, second second chances. Sorry, um, and, and that matters. I mean, in a game that you win by two points um, in Denver, like the fact that they were able to put energy on the court for 48 minutes and, and and again having i mean something that we have to say is that it's not that OKC shot the ball terribly because of shot quality i think that they created so many open shots and they were just i mean they were just missing but it's not that they didn't create very good looks i mean isaiah joe had probably one contested three, mm -hmm. and he just made one out of yeah. um, what's five? I don't Two of seven. Seven, yeah, okay. Yeah, still not a great percentage when he has like six seven shots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just a weird night, honestly. Like it was a weird game. It was an intense game. I wouldn't say it was like a well played game. Like just the sh mm -hmm. the kind of shots they got in the fourth quarter, especially, were just like, oh man, come on, guys! Like this yeah. isn't this isn't it? Like the offense wasn't working, and some of that was Denver. I mean, they could throw out a unit that like defended really, really hard. Like KCP is really good. Aaron Gordon's really good. Uh, Bruce Brown's really good. Zeke Naji is trying real hard. 
You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's like reasons why it was tough on the Thunder. Um, but they got obviously they got just the right amount there at the end, you know. And really, it was what the catalyst for winning the game was just the way they started. You know, they won the first yeah. quarter, twenty-seven, eighteen, and they got up early and they looked really good from the jump. And that was the catalyst because it was like nip and tuck from there. And then Denver outplayed the Thunder in the fourth. And then if honestly, were this is like the anti Heat game where. They shot 17 of 33 from the line. And it was just, I mean, if I were a Nuggets fan, I would be so mad. Hey, because they regression had so, to the mean. Yeah, exactly. It's they, going to happen. They had so many chances. I mean, they could have had that game wrapped up. I mean, you just make five more free throws, like the game's wrapped up. Like that would have been it. And still they wouldn't have shot a good percentage from the line had they yeah. made five more. They're 51% from the line. Like, that's just unacceptable. Like, that is just so, so bad. A lot of that was Aaron Gordon, who was 6 of 13. Like, oh, boy. Like, yeah. And you feel a little bad for him because he played really well otherwise. But Oh, it was great. Miss, like, there were sometimes where, and this is where you watch him and you're like, oh, okay, there's Orlando, Aaron Gordon, where he's trying to be, too aggressive going to the hoop Mm -hmm. and he's just like he doesn't have any control once he gets there he can just he's just bigger and stronger than guys and faster than guys and he can just get there but once he gets there he's a little bit like dort where it's just like i don't know exactly how i'm going to finish this but i'm just going to get there uh he did that a little bit but his defense was the reason why this was close because i mean if if not i think shea was just on one where he could have I mean, Shea could have had 50 last night had yeah. Aaron not defended him well, and he still had 34 points on 21 shots and, <laughs> and didn't – only shot eight free throws. You know, it's not like he went to the line like a crazy amount. I mean, it's below his average amount of free throws, yeah. but Shea was just – he was on another level last night with the way that he played, and even with Gordon playing, it's like, oh, man, Gordon played about as well as anybody could play. It's like, well, not enough, not well enough. Yeah, I mean, for Gordon, you can apply the same rule as Dort. I mean, you can't play that brand of basketball, that aggressive brand of basketball for 48 minutes. Otherwise, you'll you'll probably commit too many fouls. Mm -hmm. But you can do it for six minutes. Um, And he did it. He was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Shea passed on a few chances that he could have to create better shots, which didn't happen or didn't, didn't go in. Um, but Gordon is the prototype of defender that Shea struggles a little bit against, like guys that are quick enough and have size, size and strength. I mean, against those guys, Shea's not optimal. Um, but even even uh, even if it's not optimal, <laughs> I mean, it's still incredible. And, and the free throw, I mean, over the past two games, you can see really didn't get to the line. Um, part of it is maybe not attacking as much. I mean, I know that they had a lot of points in the paint, but a decent amount were short jumpers and floaters, which, I mean, it's, it's unlikely that you, that you get too many fouls out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, still, I felt that 16 shots, um, free throw shots are not uh, representative of how OKC attacked the basket. Um, and if you, pair yeah. the game against uh, Sacramento and this one, OKC really had very little luck in terms of uh, having um, free throws. Um, so it's, it, to me, yes, uh, Jokic, uh, Jokic didn't play, MPJ didn't play. Um, Denver shot the ball terribly uh, from the free throw line. But this is still a win that OKC ha- was not gifted. I mean, no, um, no. so it's... Um, it gives me hope that even if they don't, um, they didn't take too many free throws. They didn't shut the ball particularly well from three. They were twenty six point seven percent. They were still able to manage the game and to win it. Um, it's um, again, it's impressive. Yeah, showing poise in those final two possessions, where it really mattered, yeah. was is is what they need to do. I mean, it's it's like another touch point for them, and. They they're twenty three and twenty four today, and I mean twenty three wins was their over under 
for Vegas. I mean, they win one more this week. They're they're over that, and we still have a giant chunk of the season left. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive stuff that they've been able to do. And obviously, most of that credit goes to Shea, but then a lot of it needs to go to Mark. It's been tremendous. Yeah, I thought Mark coached a really good game, and then Giddy, and then Dort. Like those guys have just been so so good. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the standings currently; they're on the outside looking in on the play-in. They're tied with the Golden State Warriors at twenty-three and twenty-four. Uh, they have a game with the Warriors coming up soon, which will be a very interesting one. The Warrior—I can't quite get a grasp on the Warriors, honestly. Like that that loss to the Nets yesterday was just a little baffling to me. Um, Kyrie was obviously just ridiculous, but this was the full squad for the Warriors, and then you lose in Chase Center to the Nets without KD. It's like, what are we? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't quite know what to think about them. You know, unless hey, maybe I, it's um, maybe it's an end of an era. I mean, um, feels like it could or, be, or they just they just will turn it on over the path over the, the last twenty games of the season just to just to get the try. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to to be this bad and then turn it on. Yeah, I mean, you think that like they they turn they turn it on and like they they had some decent wins recently and then they. I don't know. They got the Grizzlies. Like the Thunder have a tough schedule, but Golden State does too. Like they got the Grizzlies at home. Um, I think Wednesday night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Wednesday night. Yeah, Sounds about right. That'll be that's a really interesting one because like upcoming for the Thunder. If you're if you're choosing dumb and you want them to win, you know they have the Hawks on Wednesday night here in OKC. Like that's an interesting one because the Hawks have started to get it going a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. They had won five in a row before they, before they inexplicably lost to the Hornets. It's like, come on! Um, but they beat Pacers, Raptors, Heat, Mavs, Knicks. It's like, oh okay, like that's, like that's a really good stretch. And then you go and you lose to the Hornets. Like the minute I start to have faith in them, then they lose. To Mason, Mason Plumlee was like twenty five and eleven in that game. It's like, come on, guys! Like you cannot allow something like that to happen. Um, so that's a really interesting one. That's like a that's a toss up to me. Like if they can beat Atlanta, like I think they're talented enough to beat Atlanta. Then they have on Friday they play Cleveland, which is super hard. That's a tough one. Cleveland is just good. Like they're just flat yeah. out a good team. They're not flawless, but they're really good. Uh, they beat a, a Bucks team that is good. They don't. The Bucks didn't have Giannis, but mm-hmm. still, like the Bucks are schematically still really tough. And Evan Mobley in that game, did you see what Evan Mobley did against the Bucks? No. Well, first of all, he had 27 shots, which just like made me really proud of him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. No Donovan Mitchell, and I don't know what Mitchell's status would be for Friday. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, but he had 38, 9, and 3. That's nice. It's <laughs> pretty nice. Like, that's the version of Evan Mobley that, like, all the bloggers and podcasters have been talking about. And we haven't seen that version of him a whole lot since he's been in the league just because he doesn't get 27 shots, typically. And so I think that that's cool to see because, I mean, he's – really good player. So that, that matchup should be tough. Like the Thunder will definitely not be favored in that matchup against Cleveland at home. And then they have the Warriors on Monday night, January 30th at home. So that's this as a tough little stretch here. They're already through two of those games and they're 500 lost in Sacramento, one at Denver. Like that's about as good of a start as you can get. And I, I had them banked one win out of these five, and still, like you can get to five hundred. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's three games at home. Um, it's not that you have to win one, but it it would be good. 
to win at least one. Yeah. Yeah. If you're hoping for the play-in, hope is not lost if they lose all three of these. Just no. because they have Houston, Houston, Golden State, Lakers with Rui Hachimura on February 7th. So watch out. What a sad trade. So sad. It's so depressing. Like, what a depressing way to start out the trade season. It's yeah. like, hey, our failed lottery pick for Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks that likely won't matter. Yeah. Hooray. Help is on the way, LeBron. Don't worry. Um, they probably would get some more fans. Just having a player from Japan yeah. is like, it's great. You know, it's, it's kind of cool for. I, I hope that make. I hope the Lakers make the playoffs just for Rui now, just because I want to see. Yeah. Him in the. Yeah, playoffs. I mean, and Rui is one of the good examples of a little, being a little bit unlucky and being on a team that really doesn't maximize what you have. Oh Granted, yeah. um, I don't know uh, because no one knows if had Rui been picked from another team. What changes? Um, I have no idea, of course. Yeah. If you look at the way in which some of the development of the OKC players over the past few years, how they developed them, mm-hmm. not necessarily the results, but the way in which they try to um, insert concepts that maybe players are not familiar with or mm-hmm. players struggle with at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and with Rui, I mean, he was... Uh, He's very talented. He was coming out of Gonzaga, like one of the top 10 prospects in this draft. Yeah, he was like 20 points, I think like seven boards and like not an insignificant number of assists per game. Like he's extremely talented. He played there a few years, which is like whatever, but, you know, he wasn't like some like one and done guy. No, yeah, uh, I think he was a junior when he was drafted, 21 right. years old. Yeah, um, same age as um, J Dub, and and you could see him in a point forward role, um, but he, he, you have to work on the fact that he was okay taking mid range shots and not threes, and that his shot diet was not perfect for the league, and and he said, I mean, I. I didn't see that coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I see him playing, I mostly see the same player. Um, again, with a bit of injury. Um, I mean, he was a little bit unlucky uh, on that end. But still, I mean, you can see that um, how you develop players is almost as important as the player that you take. Um, I mean, it's... Um, and with Washington, it's not, it's not great. I mean, if you look at... If, uh, the last few drafts. I mean, it's, uh, it's not not great. Is an, is an understatement. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit depressing. I mean, Johnny Davis's past draft, and it's looking like one of the worst picks. Kispert in twenty one is fine. Like he's a fine player. He's a guy that I yeah. think will play in the league for a long time. But there was no development to be made there. Yeah, he just kind of is what he is. He actually like if he were traded to the Lakers. I would say okay, he might actually be a difference maker. Yeah, but 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 the Kispert game is already tuned for the league. I'm not saying that he will not develop, he will not improve. He will. Um just by the fact that he's training with an NBA team, uh he will improve in There's some just of not the a ton of upside, like he's Joe Harris, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's just perfect for the modern game. So there is not a ton of develop development in yeah. terms of adding skills, modifying the way in which you approach the game. I mean um Yeah. Denny Avdia in 2020 i hated that pick it's a pretty gross pick i just don't know what he does that's good um yeah and then you like look at the guys that were still left on the board like devin vassell definitely helpful tyrese halliburton obviously a great player hey you want to put a hat on me i'm already wearing a hat i've got a four-year-old invasion onto the pod right now who wants to put a different hat onto me that's a great hat yeah it's much hat. better. You like this? All right. See you later, buddy. Yeah. Um, except for the very good hat that Andrew has. Uh, I mean, can you imagine Tyrese? I mean, Tyrese. Oh, my gosh. Been perfect for them. And Beal. Um, oh, it would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah. Or ruined, depending or on. Or absolutely um, <laughs> ruined his career. Vassell is the one where you're like, oh, man. Like, he's right there, guys. He was right yeah. there. 
I mean, he would have been so yeah. helpful. I mean, he's such a good player now that yeah. it's just like, what in the world are they doing? Do you, do you remember that clip that he posted with that awful-looking shot like yeah. two weeks before the draft? Yep. I have no idea why a person in his right state of mind <sighs> uh, published that. I mean, I think that he really lost, I don't know, two, three draft positions. Yeah. At least, I mean, to 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 post um, a video like, why is that? It's 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 unbelievable. I don't know what is happening there, but uh, uh, it's it's clear that um, I mean, that Vassell shot is different from the one that we we saw. Uh, in oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It was probably deciding where to go, uh, which yeah. is still weird. Yeah, like, the Spurs is a uh, interesting choice. Yeah. Um, very interesting choice. But, I mean, they just continued to make really bad decisions. Like, and then when they took Rui at nine, you know, Cam Johnson, who was a reach, I can't give them flack on that because it was no. like when Phoenix took him at 11, it was like, oh, my gosh. But like, I roasted Phoenix for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, P.J. Washington, Tyler Hero. But then, like, after that, it's like Romeo Langford, the Pistons took Seku Dumboya, Chuma Okeke. No, it was, the, it was the right player Chuma today. It's like, all right, like, whatever. Then you have the Thunder taking Darius Baisley at 23. Um, traded Brandon Clark. Just still <laughs> Not didn't, the finest. Didn't like. And then Grant Williams after that. Grant Williams was my guy in that draft. Yeah. I liked Grant a whole lot. Um, even Keldon Johnson you know that that ended up being just such a golden pick for the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, Kellen Johnson was weird. Like, was weird. why a team like OKC that likes um, multi-tool? You want a uh, young nineteen-year-old project wing? Was it six seven, six six, six seven? Yeah, like six six. Yeah, maybe which is nice why. for a guard. Yeah, but he's more way more of a forward. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, he's not like guard in terms of... He's a wing. Let's put it this he's way. A wing. He's a wing, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird pick. It remains a weird pick. That's okay. I mean, you're picking 23. Like, you can do some weird things, but... But hey, they picked the guy who made the best pass yesterday. <laughs> did they, did <laughs> that it was a great in a, moment. It, it, was, it was... Yeah, it's fine. It's like, whatever. Come on, be happy. Be happy about theirs making plays, swatting shots. Was there a shot aggressive. made? Was there a shot made from that pass? Yes, yes. For some reason, Isaiah Joe. For he some reason, splashed it from three. For some reason, my brain didn't go in. Maybe that's just that's just me being uh, biased. I can admit my own bias. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, we all know what still what's going to happen with base. <laughs> you know, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Honestly. <laughs> Come on. It's it's still nice that the guy whose destiny is already marked by Andrew Schlecht, he is still <laughs> producing um, quality minutes. Oh, zero shots there. in 16 minutes, minus five. I, I, I thought that he didn't play a bad game. He was actually trying to move the basketball, which is a sure. great improvement. Sure. Also, 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 Usman Jang is back. And so... <laughs> Sorry, Darius. You're terrible. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm just being honest. Like I'm just being honest so about like where mean. this is headed. I'm not. This is not mean. It's not yes, mean. You're mean. It's not mean. It's just honest. Um, okay. I. I mean, Jang, who played really well in the G League. Like you have to feel really encouraged with that. Yeah. You know, picked eleventh. You're. There's no guarantee, as as we see with Rui Hachimura, who had a ton of potential coming into the league and a guy that was like, Oh, he's kind of late to the game. Like he, he's got, you know, he's gotten so much better since he picked up the ball and like, look what all he's done. And, you know, he could hardly play when he got to Gonzaga and like, look what he's doing now. And, you know, it's, you just felt like he had this like trajectory and then he just like flatlined, you know, yeah. um, you know, Jang has picked 11th and boy, you can, you can go a lot of places in your NBA imagination with this guy. You know, 6'11", 7 feet, however tall you think he is, fluid with the ball, 
I think I still believe that the, the small sample that we've seen of him, his defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he started to make shots. And he is, at the very least, like a very interesting project. And at the very most, he is like something great for this team. And I am so, so intrigued to see. And he's one of like the – he's just a wild card because you, no one's really counting on him as a piece of the future of this team you know, as, as part of the fan base just because we haven't really seen a whole lot of him. Like you think about Shea and Giddy and J-Dub and Chet, and you're like, yeah, those are the guys. But like why couldn't Jang be just as important as, as those guys? Like there's a chance that he is. And if he is – then like what like this like he is like throwing gas on a fire if like you if you can actually work out i mean it's this thing gets really interesting really 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 fast if he's good because he's younger than a lot of the guys that are going to be in this upcoming draft um which i don't know man i i'm very intrigued not having him for like this giant stretch I think is very interesting. Like, I think he's younger than the Thompson twins. Um, I mean, he's younger than Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he also shots. He also shoots less trees than Brandon Miller. I mean, I, I just I just just love the guy. <laughs> I mean, adding Brandon Miller would, would be great too. Him? Be great too. I just think I'm just very intrigued with what Usman Jang could be. And even if he doesn't work out, like you're not toast or anything like that but it's just really uh, – I'm just very interested to see him play more minutes down the stretch. Would you switch the Thunder pick, Jeng, and an extra asset to be – to draft Brandon Miller? You don't have to – you don't get to decide Where's the, 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 pick, the pick. You just – you can draft him full stop. I don't get to know where the Thunder's pick is at? No, you just know that you pick him no matter what. So like right now the Thunder would be thirteenth. No, that pick is gone. You 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 put that pick and Jang for and the Brandon team Miller. that's drafted Brandon Miller give it to you. Probably you also need to give in something else, like a something else. Le- yeah. Get out of my face with that. No way, dude. Wow. No. Okay. It's yeah, it's four picks for Brandon Miller. That seems a lot. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I like Brandon Miller. And he's getting better as the year goes on, but like Nah. Okay. That's I fair. Mean, I don't know if I'd do it too, but I just wanted to. I mean, Brandon Miller is the guy who who can really create space for OKC. Maybe Jang can too. Jang might be able to. Jang fits. I mean, he's he fits the Thunder profile, right? Mm-hmm. Like can make a decision with the basketball. He's long. Giant. Giant yep. for his position. Like, if he works out, he's the kind of player that you could just never, ever get in Oklahoma City unless you're giving up, like, five first-rounders. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't get those guys. Not like Brandon Miller is, like, a guy that's just, like, growing on trees. He would also be one of those guys that you just couldn't get in OKC. Um, but it's an interesting conversation. I mean, Miller obviously, I think, could contribute probably a little bit quicker mm-hmm. than Jang can because Jang is he's a long term project. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, but a lot depends on the shot. I mean, yes, it's a long term project, but if he starts hitting shots, then it will be, yeah, let's let's wait for the other things to to come. Let's put him on the court because he can nail a few shots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I really want to see him on the court uh, soon. And he had the best game against Atlanta. So maybe hey. maybe seeing those jersey will um, send him back in time. And he just can continue Yeah, from yeah. where he left. Yeah, I'd rather use future picks in a trade to get Miller than, than to use Jang. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Nobody will give it you um, Miller for that package anyway. You can't. Well, I mean, I know if, that you especially if he's trade. going fourth. It's like we're gonna we're gonna take on Jang, who is like we don't even know what he is, 
you know, and yeah. it depends on what the draft evaluations were. But it's like, hey, he went 11th in the draft. Yeah. So you're basically saying we're going to give up. There's no reason to believe that. You could even say that it's a little bit worse than the 11th pick. So you could say it's like giving up pick 13 and pick 15. And another one. And another one. See, like that's where I'm like, yeah, no way. If I'm the Thunder, I'm like, nah. Eh. But if, even if I've got the fourth pick, if like that's what you got, let's say you're the Spurs. Yeah, that's, that's and you're my sitting point. back and, and they, you're they like, hey, we can have Brandon Miller or we can have the 13th pick, this guy that was picked last year at 11th that didn't play hardly at all, and then a future first. It's like, I don't know, just give me the guy. Like we've sucked, yeah. we we've sucked all year, so that we could get like these middling first round picks, basically. Like, nah. Just give me the guy that's picked toward the top of this awesome draft, you know? Yeah. But also, like, Brandon Miller's not – if he were – if like if that is, like, the Spurs pick. Like, that's not the savior of the Spurs. Well, no. But I still like to – I'd like to have him. I know, but they need somebody. They need, like, a hub. They need, they need a guy. Like, they need their – Yeah. They need their guy. And Brandon Miller needs – like will function so well off of a guy like Shea or a guy like Giddy, you know, he's not necessarily somebody that's going to like, give me the ball and I'm going to go create something, you know? Yeah. So I, I would be, if I ended up with the fourth pick as a Spurs fan, I would just be, I'd be a little dejected, <laughs> you know? Hey, I, maybe you draft a Josh Giddy type of guy. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of it with this draft is like, Wimbenyama, Scoot, Amon Thompson. And then, like, you can, like, you got to really talk me into Nick Smith. Like, I, yeah, I, he's can't, good. I can't get there, but, like, you got to really talk me into him being, like, your guy. And, like, the next guy that I think could be, like, other guy, it's like, like, maybe Keontae George could be that. Like, maybe he could get there. And then everybody yeah. else, I'm like, no, these are, like, complimentary guys, you know, for the most part. Like everybody else is like pretty complimentary, you know. A sore Thompson is like a complimentary guy. Grady Dick, complimentary guy. Jarris Walker, complimentary guy. Jet Howard, complimentary guy. Anthony. Jet Howard, just please stay in college for another year, kind of guy. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's but anyway, this is a great tangent. Um, um, we are. We know about this guy because we we have a show every single week that talks about them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't, if you are not subscri- subscribed, um, please do. Yeah, uh, and you can get everything. Yep, Dream Team um, Draft Show. Um, okay. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. 
trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This, this Thunder team is in such an interesting spot because like you get to talk about them improving through development. You get to talk about them improving through the draft. You get to talk about them improving through trade. We get to fantasize about the Rockets picks upcoming. You know, the fact that they could have four first round picks in the 2024 draft, that Chet's coming back. And if they had honestly any semblance of rim protection right now, (laughs) they could be the number one defense in the NBA. Because right now, as it stands, with all the development that still needs to happen, with the addition of Chet coming, with the addition of another pick coming, whether it's in the lottery or in the teens coming, this team is ninth in defense. They have the 12th best net rating in the NBA. And offensively, they have a long way to go. They're they're 20th. But to have the ninth-ranked defense and to have... One of the most glaring needs that will be solved next year is like hopefully, 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 it will be solved next year. Yeah, like that. Like if you're not excited, like that's got to get you excited because if yeah. you're, I mean, here's the top five teams in defense. Hey, you gotta go, bro. You gotta go, bro. Um. If top five teams in the league, Memphis, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Philly, Boston. Those are the top five teams. And then you even look at the, the teams after that. Miami, Brooklyn, Pelicans. Like every team above them is a playoff team. Yeah. Every team above them in the standings is a playoff team. I mean, that is... That should give you some like extreme hope for where this is heading right now. Yeah, and I mean, uh, either OKC is a, a playoff team as well, or um, or they have the potential defensively to to be a team that that improves and, and gets there. I mean, um, it, it's outstanding the way in which they can play defense even without the rim protector. I mean, uh, they do it by taking charges, by switching in a super crisp way. Um, they do it by guarding the point of attack defense in, in, with multiple players. I mean, I think that um, Nikias Duncan uh, discussed, um, it was last Tuesday? Yeah, uh, sounds about right. Um, yeah, last, he, yeah, last, yeah, last Tuesday. And he was saying that Dort at the point of attack basically cuts the opponent's shot clock to, I mean, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. Um, if you start the possession like four or five seconds later than, than your usual time, it's basically having one less option at your disposal, one less read, one less cross-court pass. Um, all these things are extremely important. But it's not just the point of attack defense. It's the fact that everyone knows, everyone puts the effort in. I mean, Giddy last night really played hard. There yeah. was a possession where it was matched up against Gordon, and he held his own. I mean, last year, did those things were not there yeah. for Giddy. I mean, yeah. right now, he's stronger. Um, and last summer, someone named Andrew um, said for the entire summer, you will see Giddy getting stronger. And this will change a lot in the way in which he plays basketball. And I think that we are seeing that, yes, on offense, but also on the defensive side, where he's not the quickest, but he's playing much better overall. And he's, he is 
basically skipping way less on defense. Um, there were moments last night, last, last season, where you do three, four passes and get is late for closeout. Right now, those moments are less and less. And, and this is how they have the ninth best gifts. Granted, they are young. They know that they can stay on the court just if, it, if they play that way. It's hard to, to, to hold a guy that is 27, 28 to the same standard every single night. But if you develop a chemistry together where it's more being sound than, than and, and being ready and communicate the right way and you can do 95% of the job, this will create good habits and a sustainable defense. And when Chet comes back, I mean, um, it will be tough for opponents. Yeah. Just like imagine Dort doing all the work that he does and a player finally getting there. And honestly, the best shot that they'll get is a mid-range pull-up. Yeah. Because now it's like, if a guy can beat Dort, like he could probably get to the hoop. Mm-hmm. And if you have that kind of help defense there with Chet, if you can funnel guys to Chet, sorry. Like it's just not going to happen for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that you realize immediately that Chet is there and you can't take that shot. I remember... Um, having a good game in the first half in summer league against Chet. And then at a certain point, um, he was having a drive to the basket. Chet was very far. And Tari confidently took a layup. And the ball was probably in the second row uh, of the T-Mac. Because Chet is able to understand uh, to to be one step ahead and 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 so that kind of understanding that kind of space that he can cover um will help a lot yeah and 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 just deter people to try i mean prime gobert was doing that um this the the presence of him at the rim was just um a deterrent for for guys who were willing to drive so mm-hmm. let's hope that chat can mimic that and maybe be better because he's i think it's more mobile uh and can it's not that he will be super mobile and 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 guard uh, everyone um in terms of wings and guards well, it's just having a it seven is. footer that has like tremendous length and yeah. timing it's like they just don't have that i mean they've got most nights a six six guy jumping center or you have like the other jay jay will and it's like yeah he's good at you know, taking charges, but defensively, like he's got a long way to go, like yeah. to, to be an effective guy. Um, Chet, I just think that he'll step in and just be helpful right away. I mean, you look at the other teams that are at the bottom of the defensive ratings. San Antonio Spurs are at the very bottom. Young team, Detroit Pistons, twenty ninth. Young team, Houston Rockets, twenty eighth. Young team, Charlotte Hornets, twenty seventh. Young team. Utah Jazz, 26th, and then like Orlando's 23rd, Indy's 22nd. Like that's where all the young teams are. You look at yeah. every other team, and it's like these aren't the rest of these teams aren't young teams. You know, those are all experienced teams. I mean, Memphis is at the top. They're one of the younger teams, but they're one of the teams that have figured it out. And like yes. how did Memphis figure it out? Well, they played defense first. And there, and then they had a star guard. I don't know. The Thunder aren't that different from that Memphis yeah. trajectory. I mean, Memphis made the play made the play in, ended up beating Golden State in the play in and getting to the playoffs, and that was their like arrival. And you can't predict like that exact sequence happening for OKC. They may miss the the play in totally, because mm-hmm. the thing about it is. There'll be people, and I've had I've even been on podcasts. I talked about this with Mark Schindler on Slam and Jam. Like, like, hey, do you think that they will go get X piece or like add one more guy or something like that? Like, no. And in fact, they're going to go the opposite direction, and they're going to be bringing in Usman Jang, and he's going to play, and he's one of the younger guys from this past draft, and he's going to play a lot. And will he be more hurtful than helpful? Probably. Because that's what teenagers are in the NBA. And that's going to be okay. Because like this year is not the goal. Like Think about if they actually traded for OG Ananobi. Like, yes. You're going to have to extend him. Give him a big fat deal. 
one, I don't even think he wants to play here. Like, honestly, like, let's just, like, be frank. Like, I don't think a guy like OG wants to play here. Like, you're going to tell OG, hey, OG, you want to come to Oklahoma City where maybe you're the third option? Maybe you're the fourth option, though. Like, honestly, like, if we're really being frank, like, you're the fourth option. You want to come here? Even if he said yes to that, you're going to have him taking on a huge, huge portion of your cap. And then it's going to force you to make decisions about guys like J-Dub way earlier than you want to. So yeah. you really want to do that? Like, the answer is absolutely not. It is nonsensical. Like, this is, one, it's not the time because you don't even know who your team is. Like, you don't even know what you've yeah. got. Until you have, like, a real chance to look at Chet with this group, you have no clue what you have. Absolutely yeah. no clue. And then you draft Yeah, you can Jang- move into margin. You, yeah. you can, if Muscala says, hey, um, look, my ankle is really hurting. Yeah. Um, can I be on the staff instead of <laughs> right <laughs> field? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. And you yeah, have. You can do like uh, an, another Isaiah Joe type of deal and you bring yeah. in somebody else that's like of that caliber and you they see if they work out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the New York Times put out an interview with Chet. Um, I can't remember when, when that went out, but he just talks about how Hardy's been working. And like, yeah. if you want to get really excited, you can go read that. Um, it's very, it's, there's not like anything like groundbreaking in it, but like just the fact that he, his attitude and the way that he has quote unquote attacked the program from the angle that he has, it's pretty impressive. Like it's just an impressive mindset that you hear from him. Um, so yeah, that went out in the New York Times. So it's, uh, you just have to be really excited and you have to let let it play out. Like you have to let this whole process play out. There are so many guys that need a chance to develop. Jang is toward the top of that list with this current group where it's like, yeah, we've got to figure out who this guy is. Like, is he worth investing more resources in to get us to the place where we want to be? You know, I don't know. I don't think they have any way of knowing that either. Like, let's figure out also like, what do we have in Trey Mann? Like Trey, you got the rest of this year and next year. And we got to figure out if you yeah. if you've got the stuff. You know, interesting wrinkle that I mentioned <laughs> this morning already. Um, I'm repeating myself a lot, but um, the fact that from a good stretch, Giddy and J Dub were playing a lot of time together. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's shifted, now it's Trey huh? Mann. Yeah, it's shifted. It feels yeah. like okay, we know that works. We're gonna go. We're gonna put that over here on yeah. the shelf. You know, here's the <laughs> shelf of things that work. You know, and on yeah. that shelf is like the the lineup with Kenrich at center. It's like, yep, yeah. Put that on the shelf. Now we're gonna throw out some other guys. You yeah. know, yeah. Which is which is okay. I mean, beginning I of the fourth quarter Giddy... with with Giddy and with J Dub. Great. Put that on the shelf. Let's do yeah. something else. Yeah. Let's see if there is something else that works. Um, by the way, uh, Great Paper is suggesting um, that. Uh, there are articles that discuss the possibility of OG going to Memphis. Um, that would be actually neat in terms of yeah. uh, Memphis getting a wing that, uh, if the trade is for Brooks, um, plus I don't know how many picks. I don't know if, if a team like Memphis can trade a guy like Brooks. I don't think they would trade Brooks in it. I think they would keep Brooks and add to it. And they would probably trade. It would have to be like young pieces, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be young. He's Canadian. Maybe Toronto will get the... Yeah, but if you're Toronto, you don't really want Dylan Brooks. Why? Right? <laughs> but depend, it depends on the, on the picks that you have. That we you can put talk the, about the... a lot of reasons why. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah. give me Santi, you know? Yeah. Give me... I don't know. Kenny Lofton just for fun. Zaire Williams. Zaire Smith. Oh, Williams, sorry. Yeah, I'd take Zaire Williams. Like somebody like that. Like Zaire, somebody that's got some upside, like Zaire Williams or Santi Aldama and some picks hmm. would be enough. And if I'm the Grizzlies, like I'm wanting to win now, like I'm not trading Dylan Brooks. And I know that there's like a lot of people don't like him and they think that he's not a winning player, blah, 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 blah. I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I still want Dylan Brooks. Yeah. But if you replace Dylan Brooks minutes with uh, OG. I mean, it'd be pretty great. <laughs> you improve. 
you get more efficient. You get you get like better defensively, probably. I don't. Know. Brooks is pretty good. I mean, the, if you could if you could go small though, with Adams sitting, and Triple mm-hmm. J at the center, and yeah, OG at the and four, OG at the four, Brooks, yeah, Bain and Morant, like holy smokes, yeah, I watch out. I might That's make fun. I might make Dylan Brooks come off the bench to start, and you start with mm-hmm. OG at the three, and Triple J and Stevo. Yeah, but then you can go small, and you're like, what do you do with that? Like you played Kenrich at center and you beat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I'm, what I'm fine with OG going after them as going or the Memphis going after OG. Like that's fine. The Thunder just aren't ready yet. Memphis yeah. is number one in the Memphis is number one in the West. I joked with somebody today. Somebody added down to dunk and asked like, "What what would it take for the Thunder to be buyers at the deadline?" I said, well, "If they're number one in the West, sure." And Memphis yeah. is number one in the West. Like they're they're ahead of schedule, and you have the luxury of being able to make deals like that when you're ahead of schedule. I don't know what the appetite in Memphis is for paying the luxury tax. That's like the other thing that I just don't know. Yeah. Because if you're making a deal for OG, you're either going to have to make a really really hard decision on a guy like Desmond Bain, or you're mm-hmm. going to have to just pay a lot of luxury tax money. And like, what's the yeah. appetite? Like that's a that's a really that's a big thing, you know. Uh, Great Pape also brings up Kevin Garnett's tweet. Did you see this from last night? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's like, yeah, KG. Like we've all been on this train for a long time, but it's just kind of cool to see a guy like KG tweet something like this. Those are MVP type numbers in a normal year that Shea Gilders Alexander is putting up in OKC, and it's high IQ and efficient than a MF exclamation point <laughs> these young guys are gonna do the league right we good uh it's just cool yeah it's we cool. good it's cool to see I, yeah i i just think if you're somebody that's saying the thunder should do a deal for this guy or the thunder should be buyers like you you've kind of missed the the vision a little bit of where this is going because like just stop and just go take a look at go hop on real GM and check out what the future pick situation looks like. Because it's just it's just not time. And go look at the roster and look at the ages of the of the guys on the roster. It's just not time yet. Yeah. And look at the standings in the West. Like it's just not time yet. Like give it give it a couple of years. You know? Unless you can find me a player that's on a rookie scale contract that would fit perfectly with this team. That would help take them to the next level without having to sacrifice any one of any of the guys on their core. Bring me that player, and then I might say yes. That's Chalongren. That guy, yeah, exactly. But somebody on another roster, I guess yeah. that's like impossible. And if you can give me an example of that, like we'll we'll absolutely talk about it. But if you're gonna bring me a veteran that's got one or two years left on his contract, that needs a contract extension soon. No. No. Absolutely not. That's not going to happen with this team. Like, that's just not, that's not quite, that's not, it's just not the vision of where this is heading. So, uh, all right. I got to go. Any other, any other thoughts that you just have to put out into the universe before we go, Michele? No. Okay. Go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk if you want to listen to the show with no ads on it. Zero ads if you listen on the athletic app. Uh, you can also read all the wonderful articles. There's lots of trade stuff going on. We've got the Rui Hachimura trade. Woo! There'll be more. Who knows? Maybe Thunder-related, maybe not. Maybe we'll get a Darius Baisley trade, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, trade deadline is is coming up quickly. All-Star weekend also coming up quickly. Should be an interesting weekend for OKC Thunder fans. We'll have you guys covered at The Athletic for that as well. I uh, hope you guys have a, a great Monday, and we might have another another interesting guest on Down to Dunk tomorrow. So stay tuned. Wow. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Talk to you guys again tomorrow.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.